Good morning, everybody. My name is Meredith Harris with the Marlboro Economic Development Corporation, and I am happy to welcome you to episode 21 of Exploring Economic Development with MEDC. I am joined today by my co-host, Jill Morin. Good morning, Jill. Meredith, I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. So now that we're only doing this once a month, yeah. it's like I wake up on the first Wednesday of every month, and I'm wicked excited. Yep. Yeah, we too excited. <laughs> We're doing. We've been doing this now for over a year. So much fun. Twenty first episode. Yep. I'm really excited about today's episode because I born and raised in Marlboro. Yeah. Doing well, it's, business in Marlboro. It's all of that. Downtown. Yeah. It's a little bit of live. It's a little bit of work, and it's a little bit of play. Yeah. I'm really excited too because we have an awesome guest. I'm yep. a little jealous. I don't think we've actually said this on the podcast, oh. but I am. I am pregnant. I'm expecting. Did you know that? <laughs> okay, I knew. You knew. I'm not gonna be fake. But I'm expecting a baby in April, and mm. so I have not been able to have any beer or really any coffee for quite some time. And our guest today is really well gonna versed be. in both beer and coffee, which are two of my favorite things. So. Yes. But before we get to that, yeah, we've got to go through our. Oh, you got to pres- reel me in. Right. Listen, Meredith, <laughs> we're reeling it in. Okay. It's only one o three. 103. 10.03. 10.03. All right. All right. My admin stuff. So I want to do a quick recap. Yes. The last episode, which was episode 20, so was great. so much fun. Yeah. We had John Weaver in from MBI yep. in Worcester. Really, honestly, I think one of our, and no offense to any of our guests, but one Absolutely. of our best episodes I think yeah. we've ever had just because of the content. It was so interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably I loved it because life sciences is kind of our world that we're living in right now yeah. with, you know, again, the pandemic and all the stuff that's going on and the life science industry is booming. You know, that's something that we're talking about all the time. So it was really cool to hear his yeah. perspective. And um, I was psyched to hear about all of the opportunities for all of our young people, you know, whether you're still in high school or you're graduating or you're kind of in between, there are just so many great opportunities yeah. and the innovation and creativity and use of space and resources is just really inspirational so if you haven't checked it out check it out check it out yeah it was really cool episode 20 yeah definitely don't want to miss it and if you're joining us live which a few of you are so excited to see you nathan costa says congrats on the baby (laughs) so i'm actually going so this is my friend i was just telling you about this is nate who listened to me and is joining us today which is great but we i'm going to meet nate's new baby tonight oh my good friend trisha had a baby in december so welcome to hudson into the world and we'll be meeting him later tonight so that's awesome awesome and so if you're joining us live on youtube hi laquisha how are you yay we are live uh, let us know where you're watching from. Let us know what questions you have for us, for our mm-hmm. guests, anything Marlboro-related economic development. We're all about it. So we're also playing this um, on – we will be putting this on our local cable access channel, WMCT-TV. They will be playing it on cable TV there. And as you could see before, there are uh, – we re- left our email and our phone number. If you have any ideas for future episodes, if you have any questions about Marlboro, economic yeah. development. Beer. Beer, coffee, coffee. <laughs> Bring it on. You can reach us down Business, there on our on our email or on our phone. Uh, you can feel free to give us a call. Right. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So without further ado, I want to introduce our really exciting, fun guest, new MEDC board member, Marlboro resident, Marlboro business owner who live, works, and plays in Marlboro <laughs> all the time, Melinda Gallagher. Melinda, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. You are going to be such a fun guest. I can tell already <laughs> you've got a wealth of information. We're so excited to hear all about that. So before we jump into kind of the business side of what you do in Marlboro, 
Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Marlboro High School graduate, you grew up here, yeah. you and JP, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, I was born and raised in Marlboro, um, went to Marlboro High School, was on the track team there. Um, I currently live in Marlboro. Um, the only time I really wasn't living in Marlboro was when I was at college. I went to UMass Amherst. Um, local, still local. Yep, still local, still Massachusetts. Um, but I was still always home um, back in, in the city. So, awesome. um, yeah, I've been, I've been here my whole life. I'm, I'm, I feel really passionate about this city. And, yeah, I'm excited to chat a little bit about it. So, okay entrepreneur like so it's a, you have a really cool story and i remember <laughs> when we first met you we had started this na i'm not kidding when i say a nationwide search for a brewery to come to downtown marlboro and what exactly does that mean so to bring it back a little bit of education 2014 we do the downtown rezoning lots of people lots of stakeholders folks come out to talk about what do they want to see downtown the zoning is eventually changed by the city council to allow for a lot of different types of uses, less restriction on the zoning, things like that. But the number one thing that people wanted to see downtown was a brewery, mm -hmm. right? So MEDC took it upon ourselves a couple of years later, I think it was 2017, yep. 2018 timeframe. Um, we were all kind of sitting around the table saying, okay, how do we find a brewery? Because they were popping up all over the place. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when Night Shift was getting really big. Trillium mm -hmm. was really starting to happen. Treehouse, all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. was going on. Um, and we knew that there were a lot of other brewers happening all over the place. So we decided, I think it was Laura Markova, she did our marketing for us back then, but literally came to the table and said, why don't you just ask? <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> like this light bulb went off. What do you mean, why don't you just ask? Put an ad in, I think we did Beer Advocate Magazine, mm -hmm. and there was one other one um, that we did, I forget what it was, but you're talking about a, a national publication that goes out to brewers all over the country, mm -hmm. yeah. and we had this ad, we should have pulled it up. We that still was, have it on, pinned to our bulletin board over there. We yeah. do, yeah, because it was just such a cool thing, but we basically put ourselves out there of like, hey, City of Marlboro is mm -hmm. looking for a brewer, if you're we looking for a space, we want you. Yeah. Um, and then lo and behold, it brought us back to the City of Marlboro. Yeah, how ironic. <laughs> how ironic, right? <laughs> But so did you guys, did you see the ad? Like, I think there was a part where like you guys found out that we had done that and you're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. We want to do so that. So I think when we started looking for a space, we had reached out to this, uh, the city. I think we were just trying to see like, where can we potentially put, put a business like this in the city? Mm -hmm. um, and we hadn't seen the ad. I think it was kind of after we connected with you and then we saw the promotional materials you had. And I was like, this is like, the perfect, it's perfect fit. Right. And I think we had done some research and saw some of the um, like meetings that had gone around about changing the zoning and right. things like that. And, and we kind of felt that that was what we were going for and that we would fit into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it kind of was, we, we kind of had this idea in our head and it just so happened that the city was also looking for, looking the for that. So <laughs> the, star, the stars aligned. Yeah, right? they did. Yeah. Do we already have a question? We do. We have All a right. couple comments I want to make sure. So, so if you're joining us live on YouTube or Facebook, face, Facebook, Facefoot, <laughs> you can totally comment and we will, in between things, we'll periodically be able to answer those questions. So we've just got a few people I want to make sure that we say hi to. JP High Tech is here joining us. I think it's his first time joining our live stream. Thank you, JP, for being, for being here. here. Let us know if you have any questions. We've got this comment that I think we should take a screenshot of. Okay, let me see. Let me set it up. There we go. <laughs> city Hall uh, loves Lost Shoes. And we love City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> They're keeping you open, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Nathan's got an awesome uh, comment here. He said, my business partner and I would love to meet with Lost Shoe and get their brand into all of our accounts in Rhode Island. 
this will then assist in growing Lost Shoes brand and directing traffic back to them. Yeah, so this is Super this is my cool. friend that I was just telling you oh, about. So, okay. so Mike and I, um, we are big fans of your beer, <laughs> as you know, very much. So. And your coffee. I mean, I drink your coffee often, but Mike is famous for any time we go anywhere bringing your beer with us and making everybody try it because awesome. he loves it and he, he talks so highly of jp all the time and for those who don't know mike is my husband so that very much so is in my personal life but um we love it and so he's constantly telling people and nate is a good friend of ours that i, I would tell he's we're always telling him about how you guys do collabs and yep. we'll get into that because you guys yeah. do a lot of things with a lot of different groups a lot of different people you're always doing interesting mm. collaborations mm-hmm. and you're always promoting other types of small business and good causes and just really kind of cool and yeah. so mm-hmm. you're a hot commodity people want to people want to know you <laughs> which is a good thing <laughs> But so let's get back a little bit to the, yeah. the background of it. Tell us the story. So you guys see the ad at one point. Mm-hmm. You kind of come to the city and say, you know, hey, we'd like to get going. It was the old Speakers Nightclub, mm-hmm. which was the space. And I think it was John Pizzoni, who, oddly yeah. enough, this just bell went off in my head. John Pizzoni <laughs> is our next guest ah, um, on oh. the podcast, which that's so funny. But so John is a local real estate broker. He came to me, I remember him saying, hey, we've got this group from Marlboro that's looking to do kind of a brewery, coffee roasting. And me, I'm going, okay, cool, brewery, but coffee roasting, what's that all about? <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a new thing for all of us, yeah, too. We yeah. haven't really heard about that. Yeah. But tell us the background. It took you guys a long time to get open, but you did a lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, a it lot was, of things. It was definitely a long journey. I mean, JP and I, so JP is my husband, for those who don't know. <laughs> Introducing all of us. Yeah, <laughs> the husbands. <laughs> um, and we... You know, when it was 2012, we really decided that um, we were going to start a business plan for a brewery. We weren't really sure. We didn't know a lot of the details, but we just wanted to kind of start getting something on paper so we had something to work towards. Um, And then it was really 2017 that we're like, all right, we were were both in the corporate world. We were kind of figuring out, you know, what are our next steps? And we were so passionate about this industry. Um, I had started roasting coffee at home, um, taken some roasting classes up in Vermont. JP had gotten his formal education in brewing at that point um so we just really thought now's the time to start looking for a location and um it's overwhelming as just being you know two people sitting in your living room saying let's open a brewery or a coffee roastery yeah like how do you go about doing yeah what's the first step that was kind of like the biggest thing so to us we were like okay well first let's see we know we knew we wanted to be in Marlboro because we're from Marlboro we live here um, and we we saw like we loved what was going on in Hudson and mm-hmm. we really wanted that for our downtown area so right. we we kind of we didn't look anywhere else we knew Marlboro is where we wanted to be um, and then we kind we reached out to the city and we just said where can we put something like this a brewery a coffee roastery where what zone does this fall into <laughs> and they were like uh i'm not and, 100% sure yeah there didn't was i think it was ed clancy was big in like helping yeah. to change the zoning because coffee roasting was not something we even had in the zoning code it didn't at the time. fit in anywhere anywhere it, yeah and it's it's unique and there are smells that come with coffee right. roasting i think that was kind of the biggest you know thing to address at that time and um, so the city was super proactive in being like, all right, we need to get you a special permit. This right. is what you need to do. Um, you know, it took some time. Everything, I think, um, you know, in the city has procedures that you need to follow to get there. But mm-hmm. there was no, no one fought anything along the way. It was like everyone just wanted this to work and wanted to do what they needed to do to get us Oh, up and running. <laughs> what Which a is testimonial amazing. for the city of Marlboro. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. No, because there's some communities that 
you know they want to do this type of stuff this type of stuff Mm -hmm. but they get in their own way right Mm -hmm. right so that's really nice to hear that you know you didn't have those roadblocks when you came here yeah we're constantly saying that that's the case but it's nice yeah we we hear it all the time from other breweries even during the pandemic you know with um some of the requirements and and food was a big component of that you had to in order to be open as a brewery you had to have a food component and we know other cities that were just not Flexible. willing to be flexible mm-hmm. if you didn't have a full kitchen they were not going to consider you um a restaurant so, so okay not to get i hate getting into pandemics so too much on some <laughs> of these because it's not a fun topic but it's a relevant topic Super right relevant yeah. um if if the city had told you no you cannot open because you don't have a full kitchen what would that have done to your business i i don't think we would you would be. have made it yeah right i mean we were so new we had been open nine months when the pandemic hit um, so we were just really starting to get our, our footing right. and figuring things out and, and, you know, momentum was increasing and people were coming out and finding out about us. And then it all kind of just came to a halt. Um, and, you know, we were able to do grab and go, which was great for the first few months. Sure. Um, and then when they opened up the, the seating component, but you had to have food. Um, yeah, I, I feel like without that piece, we, we probably still could have operated you know, um, with capacity. the grab and go capacity, but but for our, like, what does that look like for our team? Right. You know, mm. they, then we don't right. need all of our bartenders, and right. you know, so um, I mean, it was huge to be able to right. to open and, and have on site consumption. Right, right. No, you think about that. I mean, you guys had just just opened, mm-hmm. not just opened, but had just Relatively opened. Yeah, yeah, you were still getting yourselves going. I know, I remember at the beginning, you and JP. We're both still working. Yeah. You were still working your corporate jobs yep. and you were trying to get the brewery. I mean, just such an incredible yeah. story about the two of you and how you yeah. really made this happen. And and I remember watching the the progression too of the space come a long way. They did a ton of work in that space. And it's also a great story of having been two speakers <laughs> a few times. It looks a little different. Yeah, it's a little awesome. different. A little different. Yeah, unrecognizable. It's amazing. It's beautiful, but it, but it took a while, right? And yeah. I think sometimes people get into these types of things and they don't realize that it does take time mm-hmm. for that to, to build that. And I mean, you guys just, you guys did it right. Yeah. You did it the right way. And it Thank was, you. it was just really kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. We have another comment. We do. Melinda, we've got a question here. Let me see if I can pull it up on the screen. Uh, JP's got a question. Why the name Lost Shoe? I love this question. What's the story behind it? <laughs> so Marlboro used to be an old shoe manufacturing um, city. Um, Fry Boots is usually the most well-known that started in the city in the like mid-1800s, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, they are now headquartered in New York, Bummer. but they did start in Marlboro, and there were over 40 shoe factories at one point. Um, and being from Marlboro, we really wanted to stick with That's our true. history and um and kind of, it's kind of the lost history of Marlboro because there are not really any shoe factories around to be seen at this right, point. Right, so, right. Um, yeah, we, we went off of the, the city's history on that one. I love that. That's awesome. I love that. And that's what makes it, that's what makes it so special. You guys yeah. are so Marlboro. Yeah. And we were talking before we got started about, I think one of my favorite things you guys do is you, you kind of poke fun at the residence page <laughs> at times, right? Because it's, do. you do, <laughs> but the residence page loves the fact that you do that, right? Yeah. We can all laugh at ourselves, but like a couple of beers, I, what's the one? Let me see if I, let me see if I can, you guys keep chatting. <laughs> I'm going to see what like, I can The pull one up. that was, our, our, has anyone heard a helicopter? Yeah. Like, you guys are constantly doing funny things. And there was the island one yes, too. Yes, the Great Maple Street Island fiasco. fiasco. <laughs> that was a big conversation on the residence board when they were redoing Maple Street yes. and they put a little concrete island. So yep. I think they could have a crosswalk there yep. and it just became Blew this up. whole 
thing. Cars are going to run into it. It's going to be a disaster. <laughs> and of course, they, None of put, that ever they put the island yeah. there and, oop, and and nothing happened. Nothing Everything happened. was fine. Yeah. Everything was fine. All, all that did happen was better traffic flow and a really delicious beer that came out of that <laughs> yeah. situation. So exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. So, all right. Talking about your involvement in Marlboro, right? Mm-hmm. You are also involved in a lot of different committees boards you're on the rec you're on the rec yep. um board you're yep. also just joined the medc board we won't yes. we won't quiz you too much because you've only been to one meeting one so meeting. far <laughs> but we're excited to have you on the medc board because honestly i think you're going to bring a completely different perspective mm-hmm. to a group you know we have a, a big mix of people on our board a lot of large corporations we have a lot of small business owners um you know people that are residents of marlboro but also business owners of marlboro just mm-hmm. a wide variety and i think the the difference with you is you're bringing this really new um fresh ideas around what the what the younger generation is looking right. for right yeah, like, yeah and you guys are so cool when it comes to your marketing and the things that you're <laughs> doing so tell us a little bit about the strategies right like how do you guys keep coming up with all this stuff you know i think from day one community's always been what we focused on um it's it's literally the thing i come back to every single day when i'm trying to make a decision for the business um i always ask is it good for the business is it good for our community yeah. um, and so that's really helped us kind of figure out what to invest our time in and energy on um, when coming up with kind of these events or mm-hmm. um or beer cans or yeah. what honestly anything in the business um, it's and, even like the artwork that you guys yeah. like. Everything's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. JP does a lot of our can designs, and then we also have one of our bartenders who's a graphic designer, Meredith, who does um, some of them as well. No kidding. Yeah. So I just threw some up here. I mean. Oh yes. I'm consistently it's blown, awesome. blown away by the just the imagery and your graphic design, your social media. It's really, really. It's cool. really Thank well done. You. Yeah. yeah, it's really well done. Yeah. JP is. He takes all of our beer can pictures so he he has it all set up and yeah lots of fruit going to the making of these photos (laughs) (laughs) but it works right yeah it's visually really pretty bright yeah yeah Yeah. and And then with your community i mean can you tell us about your running club oh yeah we're jumping all over the place i know i know there's just so many things yeah yeah um like i said the community is always kind of the center focus of of what we decide to do with the business and so um, we started Run Club very early on. I think it was in the first month of us opening. We we started our Run Club, and that summer, just a few months into our business, we were up to like eighty to ninety runners yeah, every been week. Like a ton of people running in the middle of the winter. I yes. always find it very amazing. Yeah, that still people yep. out there. Yep. So so when the pandemic hit, we obviously kind of we right. were still doing them every week um, because it was outside, but right. it definitely we kept it limited to a certain number yep. of people. Um, and it hasn't quite grown to that same um, number of runners that yeah. we used to get, but we still would have pretty consistently 30 to 40 over the summer. And we still get, we had, f- I think, four or five runners this past Monday after the big snowstorm. So That's people are still coming out. And, I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. And then um, we do trivia on Tuesdays, which is a lot of fun. And um, yeah, in the summer, I mean, we can probably get into this a little yeah. later, but we'll have our live music, hoping to do that again. So, so okay, I, and again, so when somebody like my buddy Nate, who's watching, comes to me and says, "Would they be interested in chatting with us?" My answer is to anyone is always yes, because you guys are yeah. so open mm-hmm. to talking to people. You're so willing to explore mm-hmm. ideas. It might not always work out, yeah. But hey, like yeah, let's have the conversation. How do we think outside the box? Like mm-hmm. that's what you guys do, and it's yeah. just. 
I'm never afraid to refer somebody to you guys because that's what that's what you guys are all about. Yeah, we and love it's it. just so cool. I mean, you guys did the it was it the Pink Boots Society? Like you yeah. were doing a collaboration with them at one point. Yep. You guys have done all kinds of really cool things with other brewers in throughout the state. Yep. You're really involved in the Mass Brewers Guild, like yeah. all these different things that you guys are doing. I just it, it's not only great for your own business model, mm-hmm. but it brings so many different people to the city of Marlboro, yeah. you know, to do different things. And I, I just think that that is so awesome. That yeah, you guys are doing that. absolutely. We love that's the best thing about this industry. Yeah. The brewing industry is so different from so many other industries. It's so and you can't explain it, really. Yeah, it's, I know. It's unless so, you're in it. It's so interesting. And, and it's like, you know, I think. Um, when we first opened we always got the question like oh this brewery Mm -hmm. they're your competitors and we're like not at all but we're brewing a beer with them tomorrow you know it's like it's such a different type of um type of industry to be in it it is so collaborative we we brew we go to other breweries to brew on their systems they come to us brew on our systems and you must learn from each other too right yeah i mean so cool brewing on different systems different size setups you know it's it's always a learning experience so it's great for for both and so have you guys how have you guys worked with Dave at Flying Dreams Adam down at Tackle Box like you guys all work together I mean even Mm -hmm. over the summer months Labor Day you guys are always doing like events together and and again there's no competition between the three of you you guys are all excited to be together the three of us are stronger when we're all together is kind of how we all look at it yeah for Labor Day we do um, a beer garden pop up at Flying Dreams parking lot Um, you can watch the parade go by and done that a few times (laughs) awesome Um, and then we do a big Oktoberfest right. celebration in September, which we were so excited to bring back this past year because we did 2019. It was a huge success. That was great. Then couldn't do it 2020. Right. And then we're able to bring it back 2021. So that's also in the Flying Dreams parking lot. Yep. We have a big tent. We have live music. We had This year we had Horseshoe Pub. Yeah, did a bunch trucks, of German right? food. Yeah. And we're hoping to make it kind of bigger every year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these events are always so fun and they benefit all all of our breweries here too. We right. have Mass Beer Week is coming up in uh, yep. March. So we'll have a um, beer passport like we have the past couple years where you visit each of the breweries, you get a stamp, and then when you complete your passport, you get um, a free Mass Beer Week glass. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's and that awesome. includes um, Medusa and Hudson as well. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and that was something we learned too when we were really trying, we were trying to understand and Full disclosure, I never drank beer before 2018. Really? I, no, I, I just was not my thing. I was a Cosmo, Double T's, Tom. Like, I that was my jam. good. Yeah, they're delicious. I mean, that, but that was just, beer just was not appealing to me. And then all of a sudden I had to do market research for work. And it was like, okay, I guess I'll try some of this stuff. But I remember like starting to get into it and it's just so interesting Mm -hmm. and there's so many different things and I know we also have slated for later on in the program to talk about kind of you guys all the different things you're trying out and just Mm -hmm. how successful JP is incredible yeah he he does he's amazing with some very creative ideas (laughs) yeah Yeah. very creative but he does he does it really well um but no that was a lot of fun back then like being able to kind of try different things and you know just the industry in itself it's so welcoming yeah yeah and that's that's what you you almost get swept up in it because yeah. it's just such a cool group of people. But yeah, it's so fun. Questions, comments. So Ryan from City Hall is saying the staff at the Lost Shoe is like Cheers. Everyone always <laughs> knows your name, and such a great local business. Agreed. Totally oh, I agree. Love that. I hope you're feeling the love more. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> We're boosting <laughs> up, and we do. We have an amazing team up you front. Do. I mean, it's over the past year. JP and I have really taken a step back from the front of house. Mm-hmm. We, you know, when we first opened, we were 
we were on bar every day for a year and a half and yeah. like seven days a week. And it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and we've been able to now take a step back because our team is so awesome up there yeah. and we can focus on other areas of the business so we can yeah. keep growing. Like the, yeah. like the marketing and all these different things. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I know I've said this and I'll continue to beat this drum, but you guys are just so creative. <laughs> and maybe that's when we, I mean, the TikTok, the Harry yeah. Potter, the the uh, Lost Forest. I mean, you guys are consistently reinventing yourselves, mm-hmm. making let's your space cool. <laughs> yeah, let's play it. I'm I mean, going to... Oh, there is some music in there. Huh? <laughs> so this, now this TikTok here, which is not posted this. by you guys. No. Has over 130,000 views and tons and tons and tons of likes. I mean... This was posted, what, last... Last year. I think it last January or February, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... um, So someone just came in. Someone just came in, took this TikTok. I'm not a TikToker, so I think someone sent it to us. And um, it was like as soon as that went up and it started getting traction, it was like... So at the time, we were doing um, reservation fees. We only had six tables in that area because of the pandemic. Um, so we had to make it worth being open for. Yeah, right. And so we kind of created this like Harry Potter experience and people would pay um, for a table for an hour and a half because there was an hour and a half time limit, limit at the yep. time. Right. Yep. Um, Things and that years from now we're going to look back and be like, wow, remember that? Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so, so we had come up with this experience and it was doing well. And then as soon as this TikTok went out, we booked up our whole month of February it's within incredible. like a day. So yeah. It definitely, um, thank you to who the person Whoever who did that. posted yes. that TikTok because it definitely um, kept our our yeah. winter, it yeah. made our winter much more successful than it probably would have been. Yeah. Yeah. But kudos to you guys though, because I mean, honestly, when I say this, you the, it was the Lost Forest, then mm-hmm. you guys had like a Valentine, you did the Harry yep. Potter stuff, yep. then you did a Valentine's Day thing. Yep. Then we, we got into St. Patrick's Day and we were all outside yep. enjoying live oh, music. that was the best. Yeah. yeah. Like you guys are consistently, yep. you know, again, took a really bad, challenging situation mm-hmm. and really knew how to pivot. And instead of throwing your hands up and saying, you know, I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. It was like, how do we get really creative? I mean, I'll never forget walking into the Lost Forest for the first time. We're like, I mean, it was Amazing. unbelievable. Magical, right? Yeah. Yes. I my mean, not to be corny, but yeah. 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 My four kids, um, during that time, we were, you know, doing remote learning. And my oldest, who's now 11, started reading the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. And every time he finished a book, the kids and I would all watch that movie yeah and so I don't remember if it was like the second or the third one that Matthew had finished and then we came over and I don't even think that we stayed for very long like we didn't book for a whole 90 minutes Mm -hmm. but I just walked the kids through and they were like oh they They loved it yeah all all four kids were astounded by it so I mean like you said the innovation and the you know sometimes when we have a lot of limits on ourselves Mm -hmm. it forces yeah creativity creativity Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. come out like okay we can't do this there's an opportunity to really be innovative here and to do something that other people aren't doing. And even just the way that you designed it to have people book and yeah. it was, things just move so quickly. And the culture there, it's funny. So like us, we both graduated from Albright High mm-hmm. and as much as the Lost Shoe feels home, it also feels really trendy. Yeah. Like I did a trip in LA <laughs> a few years ago and like when I go to the Lost Shoe, even just the customer service, like it, there's just this newness to it. So again, oh. not trying to stroke your ego. <laughs> I think we're doing here. We are. <laughs> I think we're doing a little bit of that. Oh. Yeah. No, but super. From an economic development perspective, 
the vi- like the visitors. So that TikTok alone, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Those one hundred and thirty thousand people that viewed that, yeah. they have never heard of Marlboro before, uh-huh. and now all of a sudden they're hearing about this brewery that's in downtown Marlboro. Now they're coming to downtown. Mm-hmm. Not only are they stopping for a beer at La Chou, but maybe they're stopping at the bookstore, word on the street yeah. to grab a book on their way out. Then they're gonna go to Flying Dreams to have another beer yeah. before they leave, and Wellies yeah. for a meal, like. That that's what I think that's why we're so excited <laughs> because that's exactly what we do here at the MEDC yeah. is try and foster that type of you know visitation to the community and that type of you know sp- spending people's dollars mm-hmm. and that that type of economic that's economic development absolutely that's what it is yeah, um, yeah. so that's just exciting yeah. we just think you're great thank <laughs> you well it's easy to be great in the city that's it really awesome. is. That's and awesome. honestly, I've never seen anybody that is more willing than Melinda to just throw the idea out there. Oh, yes. Constantly. Lots of ideas. <laughs> she, but, she's, but they're always great ideas. And honestly, and again, sometimes it might not always work out, but you are mm-hmm. never afraid to say That's like, awesome. hey, can we do this? Can we try this? Is yeah. there a way? Yeah. And, and most of the time, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you find City Hall saying, yeah, let's find a way Ab- to do it. Absolutely. You know, right. I think one of the things when we opened that we kind of heard from other businesses is that, or other people in town, is that they thought, like, for some of these events that the city just was not open to having alcohol at them or yeah. things like that. And I think maybe at one time it was like that, but I think things have shifted so much recently um, where breweries are such family-friendly places and places for communities and um, and so every time we've approached the city with wanting to pour at some event or do some sort of event on the street, they they've always just made it work, made it happen, and, yeah. and made it happen so quickly. So awesome. we're so appreciative of that too. Yeah, I mean, I, like bring the dog, like the dog loves to go to lunch too. <laughs> like, but that's that is a game changer though for yeah. young families, and I think that's mm-hmm. what people are looking for, like. So we can literally go for a walk on the rail trail with the baby in the stroller and the dog on the leash and then go walk all the way down to La Chou and stop, yeah. have a beer. We can yeah. order food in from one of the restaurants downtown if we want to, yeah. you know, sit down, have a meal. I mean, that's just, that's yeah. cool. And the dog can have a dog beer too. Hey, really? Yes, we dog have dog beer. beers. Is that new? Um, we did it this past summer. It was very popular. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's like a chicken bone broth watered down. So even when we add the water, it kind of foams a little on the top. So it, yeah. So Lawson is going to be really Lawson. Yeah, I named, named my dog after Lawson's sip of sunshine. Beer. So clearly we got her <laughs> after 2018 when I became obsessed. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Do we have another question? We do. We have, we've got some great engagement, guys. Keep them coming. It's awesome. So Steve from the Marlboro Regional Chamber of Commerce says, Hi, the, Steve. The crew at uh, the Chamber of Commerce also loves Lost You. Great place to meet and enjoy great coffee and beer. Thank you so That's much awesome. for being here and for your oh, comment. Thanks. <laughs> um, and our buddy. Spencer. Spencer. Our pal How Spencer. How you doing, Spencer? <laughs> He's doing, he seems to be doing great. He sent me a message the other day of this beautiful view out in Rhode Island, and he's doing we miss you. We, we miss, <laughs> we miss you. you. We miss you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so before we get too far, believe it or not, we're bumping up against time. Which is crazy. Which always happens. It always yeah. happens. <laughs> but before we let you go, I do want to talk about the toolbox a little bit. Absolutely. So MEDC, as many of you know, if you've been watching the podcast, has a toolbox that we call it. 
um, Linda's the face of our toolbox, but really just a, a suite of what we call incentives to help business either start or grow in Marlboro. Uh, Lin uh, Linda, Melinda and JP were one of our first recipients mm -hmm. of the toolbox way back when. Tell us a little bit about that. So it was a it was a grant to help you guys fund. Was it the coffee? Was it the yeah. coffee roaster? Yeah, our coffee roaster. So did that? How did that help you? What what, oh my what did that mean to you guys? I mean, you know, starting a new business is very overwhelming to begin with, and then being in a city that wants to hap it to happen and wants to help you get there is just unbelievable. I mean, like you know, we were kind of prepared to with every project it goes over budget. I mean, right. I feel like that just is the way the of way life, it is. right? Like, right. <laughs> um, and to have this resource, it, it did, it funded, I think over half of our coffee roaster awesome. costs, which is not cheap. Right. Um, and again, we needed a special permit and that was kind of part of that whole process too. Um, but I mean, it was, it was so important for us and, and we were so appreciative of, of being able to have that opportunity to, to get that grant and help us with that coffee roasting piece. Um, yeah, I mean, even even outside of that, I know during the pan I keep talking about the pandemic. I'm hey, not supposed to talk about it's the our pandemic. life, though, right? Uh, <laughs> so we've been dealing with that for the last two years. But but even the MEDC helped us out with getting umbrellas and some tables for outside too, and yeah. and then the um, the barrier covers and the barriers and orchestrating that. So I mean, it, the MEDC has been amazing, and there's so many resources. I I know we've kind of giving your information out to some other local people who yeah. have been thinking of coming to the city and we're like you need to reach out to Meredith and the team because they can help you out for sure and if it's Thank not you. you know a financial incentive it's getting you in touch with the right people at, right. in the city so well we awesome. appreciate that because <laughs> honestly for a long time I think we were you know chugging along doing our thing but one of the hardest things that we found is getting our information out not beyond Marlboro because we've we've done a really good job with that for many many years but within the local community yeah. you know in case in point you guys are marlboro residents looking to open a brewery we were looking for a brewery mm -hmm. you know just being able to make those connections i think is so hugely important so Absolutely. thank you for doing that of course we have another comment we do <laughs> i'm just like, we lighting up over here <laughs> i know i know melinda you're really popular all right so we've got this comment it's chris here he says also their in-shop menus have qr codes yeah. mm -hmm. to other local restaurants spreading so awesome. the love around yeah. downtown p.s Loving the new house-made syrups this month, dark, dark chocolate Oh yeah. cherry. Yep, that's new, brand that. new. Just came out yesterday. Spiced dark cherry So he cherry must be one special. of your most important customers. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I was really obsessed with the rosemary orange over Oh, the, yeah. Oh, that was so good. So <laughs> a lot of... Sorry, I'm... I'm yeah. I got to try it, obviously. Yes. A lot of people that... A lot of companies and brands, I mean, it doesn't matter what your industry is, there's this, there can be a temptation to just kind of keep your cards close mm -hmm. and to what are they doing and one-upping. And I just, I don't know, I'm just kind of reflecting on how, just how cool that is and how, you know, no, you guys, teamwork. It's really awesome. It, you mean it when you say it all comes back to community. Mm -hmm. And But it's been, it's a brilliant strategy because it helps you guys grow yeah. yep. in ways that you probably wouldn't if you you didn't do that. Yeah. So that's really kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, well, getting back a little bit to collaborations, I mean, we've mm -hmm. got the Vin Bin right here. They have the donut stand. We make beers with their donuts. And... So do you actually put the donuts? Yes. Right? Okay, so that was one of yes, our questions was like for the beer, like <laughs> yeah. the beer and coffee connoisseurs, like tell us a little bit, some of the cool stuff you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so the donut stand beers are always fun. They show up with a bunch of donuts or the last one we did was cinnamon rolls so um all those cinnamon rolls go right into That's the awesome. beer when we're brewing it um 
JP has he's done sours with candy, um, yeah, peach. Uh, There's like a Swedish fish. Sour one Swedish fish. Favorite. Yep, that was a collaboration with uh, Channel Channel Marker Brewing. Okay. Um, in Beverly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's actually, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we were watching the kids baking show on TV, JP. And the next day I come into the tap room and JP's got a uh, label he's creating based off of something that they made. All right. Show. Wow. So, so when can we, when can we expect that? That'll probably be, in, I probably in a month. I'd say. So, how, all right. So wow. take us through the process a little bit. So yeah. even, for, and then we're talking a lot about beer, but you, the coffee's really kind of cool oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Like you're roasting your yeah. own coffee beans there at yeah. the, the shop, but from when JP has like an idea about okay I'm gonna do this beer how long does it take like how long's the process for him to start brewing how long does it take for the beer so to be the done? beer itself yeah. um brewing it is usually about a five to eight hour day depending on the beer yeah um but then fermentation can take anywhere from a week and a half to eight weeks depending on what really? it is um yep wow. so a lager is going to take longer okay. um to condition and then a one of our ales will take probably closer to like two to three weeks okay um so the fermentation is really kind of what we wait on sure. for some time um and then you know and where does it sit while it's is it right there in it's, the tanks? Yep, it's right there. And all those tanks that are right by our windows that you can see from the so tap room beautiful. are all the fermenters. So the beer sits in there yep. um, for however long. It gets dry hopped in there. We might add fruit, um, wow. some spices, things like that throughout the process too. Um, and then on packaging day, which we're actually packaging right after this. Yeah. <laughs> so another beer will be released. Um, but yeah, that takes about an hour and a half, two hours. JP yep. will keg beer, then we'll put it on our canning line, get it into cans. So how, like, how big are one of those tanks? How many gallons is that? Um, so it, our, we have a seven barrel system, yeah. which is, let me think, you can fit, I want to say it's 14 half barrels, wow. if that makes, if you kind of know what a keg looks like, it's about 14 of those is one of those tanks. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's a lot of beer. Yeah, that's so cool. I've got a really great question, and I don't want to miss it. Spencer's <laughs> asking, this is for you, Melinda. Okay. This question is for Linda. Um, if you were a beer, <laughs> what type and flavor would you be and why? Oh, my gosh. I'm thinking because of all of our beers now, and we have so many. Um, you know? Hmm. <laughs> I think. I just, I, I, yeah. So... We have our post row detour, which is a cream ale, which is like a more traditional style beer. But JP also does a variation of it called Lakeside or Granger Boulevard, which is our cream ale base. So it's very kind of traditional, but then he puts a spin on it. So he might put like banana and pineapple in one of them or cool. like cocoa and coffee. So I feel like I'm kind of like that beer because I definitely have a lot of traditional <laughs> Um, kind of mindsets Aspects. and yeah, but but then like that kind of fun, like you know, flair to yeah, like <laughs> something a little different. <laughs> what a fun question. <laughs> that is a fun question. I don't know how I would answer that. <laughs> no, I don't know because I love a good sour, but I'm not gonna say like I'm I'm not a sour person. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. But you're what a bit a fancy. I'm fancy. A little bit. Wow. Oh, <laughs> you're like, you're, you're, what's like a strong, <laughs> I'm going to get this coming off here just for a What is, not, this is, I'm invested. Um, so like, you need a little flair, like a little, little flair. I'm going to be, I would be mm -hmm. a say goodnight, Kevin, because I, that I was, was so going to say. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably my favorite that you guys done. Cause it, and again, you guys, 
your marketing, you play to like the night, all of us nineties and eighties kids yeah. that were like, say goodnight, Kevin, like yeah. home alone. <laughs> yeah. But again, brilliant. Brilliant. Because like all of, again, Mike brought the beer everywhere all Christmas. It was like, Hey, you got to try this beer. And it not only is it so good mm-hmm. and it's so unique and different, like it's all, it's s'mores, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so it's, it's a stout, it's delicious, but it also has this fun, like, yeah, no, it's named after yeah. Home Alone. Like, so people want to try it yeah. and then they try it and they realize how delicious it is. And then <laughs> you end up buying way too much of it. So. Did we have, a, was we're, it Christian? We're also getting some love from, um, from Christian. Counselor Dumas. Yep. He uh, says, good things happen to great people. Thank you, Melinda awesome. and JP Aww, for everything you do for the community, all the success for you and your team is well-deserved. Hashtag Marlboro Townies. Love it. Whoop, whoop. Yay. He was also one of our best episodes was Counselor Dumas. And again, just talking about like Another small, small business. business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we love small business, but it's just really cool to hear all the different stories and mm-hmm. how you all get started. And, yeah. you know, yeah. that's just really awesome. So, and then President Austin also hey. says Lashu does a great job of an economic engine downtown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and again, that, that all plays into one of our first episodes, the big fish feed the small fish. Yes. And, bringing you know we bring in Mm -hmm. big companies that are coming in and then it gives opportunity for small businesses like melinda and you know counselor dumas to have more people yeah to come and frequent your business yep which is awesome the holiday parties we had local businesses having holiday parties in the tap room this year and it's amazing yeah that's awesome so before we let you go (laughs) is there anything else that you want to say or anything that you know you guys have been such a, a great addition to the downtown we hope to continue that momentum for downtown but just i guess blessing we want to just thank you i mean you guys are such a cool place to have downtown and you're keeping marlboro really fresh and innovative so we appreciate yeah, that no we we love being part of this we love being we love being residents here we love being um business owners here i i can't imagine doing this anywhere else so awesome. we're so thankful to the city and and encourage everyone in our community to keep coming out for the events that we host and that the city hosts and um, yeah, we're looking yeah. forward to this upcoming year. Yeah, so I think, um, and again, this is all still early in the works, but like you're, you're even talking about mo- possibly doing farmer's market yes. type of thing for this upcoming spring. I mean, you guys are yeah. just constantly thinking of things and there's always live music. There's always yep. really cool things and bringing, bringing people to the downtown mm-hmm. area, reasons to come down here, which is just phenomenal. Yeah, we love uh, it. We love to do that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> we love you, <laughs> as if you couldn't tell. So I think we're going to not and the way that we usually end correct we're yeah. gonna end with because we want to show the toolbox video yeah um because again i think that's important for mm-hmm. folks that are in the community whether you're an existing business in marlboro or if you are looking to set up shop in marlboro we we want to hear from you right? <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk to you because there are these programs that are available and like melinda said even if one of the programs doesn't fit your needs right um, there's other ways that we can help assist mm-hmm. get get small business up and running so we're going to play the video but also wanted to tease a little bit and i don't think we've ever done this but we have john pizzoni oh, yes. um, from avis and young who's going to join us on our next podcast so we're really excited about john he's going to talk to us a little bit about um kind of the commercial real estate market what that looks like and, and how medc works with brokers uh to facilitate some of these mm-hmm. you know things that are happening around our city so with that we're going to roll the video but i hope everybody has a wonderful wednesday and we'll see you next time mm-hmm.